0: Today, we are going to talk about gold, not big blue and red W's, but gold. We'll obviously discuss the draft night one a little bit, but mainly in the way it pertains to what I am only going to assume is 10 pounds of gold. And we are going to do that after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peaking with RoboCop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, Go Home Heat. Okay, we are back. This is Go Home Heat. I have Jamil Davis with me. Jamil, tell them who you are. Hey guys, Jamil Davis. Um, On certain days, I go by
1: Jamal Steele. I'm this rapper guy. I also do this organizing stuff for Black Voters Matter, emphasis on Black Voters Matter. Because, you know, they'll kill me if y'all, they'll kill me if people keep calling us Black Lives
0: Matter because we're not. It's Black Voters Matter. He did freeze on us there. He did freeze on us. We'll come back to you, Jamil. Uh, Justin is not on any social media whatsoever. So don't get worried about that. Um, when Jamil comes back, we'll have him uh, get us on social media there. Jamil, you back?
1: Um,
0: They can find me on social media at Jamal Steele, J-A-M-A-L-S-T-E-E-L-E. All the good things. So that's it. Good deal. Good deal. Now, Monday night comes around and Triple H makes an announcement, kind of sort of talking out of of his mouth about how Roman don't defend the title. Then we turn around and he shows us this gold belt. Jamil, Jamil calls me and he says, hey, I want in on this next podcast because this is about lineage. What did you mean by that, Jamil? So I feel
1: like this belt is going to have the exact same lineage as the original big gold belt, which was the WCW Heavyweight Championship belt. And then, of course, Eric Bischoff becomes... General manager of Raw and decides that the titles need to be split up because Brock Lesnar is exclusive to SmackDown. And then he brings back the big gold belt and just hands it to, to Triple H because you know Triple H was the number one contender. So he just handed him a belt. No, no tournament, none of that. So now we're at this place where Roman is exclusive to officially now SmackDown after after friday's events monday on raw you get this nice belt that literally looks like the big gold belt but just with a big huge wwe logo in the in the midst of it and i just feel like hey this is the big gold belt situation all over again and it's pretty appropriate because triple h always loved that belt and he always loved everything that came with that belt whether it be nwa lineage or wcw lineage when wcw was actually i don't know good and (laughs) here we are that's the lineage that this belt is going to have i could be wrong but
0: i've been wrong on very few occasions when it comes to the last two two and a half years of I thought, I thought that the big gold belt was brought back to life because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. Isn't that what Paul Heyman told him? At least, at least if you ask Paul Heyman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, who do you think about when you think of the big gold belt? I always think, that, you know, he's not my favorite,
1: but you know, I always think that the NWO painted big gold belt. It was the WCW belt until then, and then it became something even more when the NWO kind of took it over and made it part of their mythology. And then think of guys like Sting. You think of guys Flair back in the day holding that belt. My real problem is, God, Lee it bugs me now even more. I will tell you, Cody Rhodes thing bugs me even more now. Right? You had a story you could have told even better. Now you could have had. He didn't have to lose both belts. Roman could have lost one belt. Cody. They could have come in this night and said, "All right, you didn't win that that ugly WWE belt. You won." This, this is going to be the belt for Monday night from now on. And now you represent Monday night. And like Jamel said, if you're going with the big gold, which is the WCW belt, you got a guy here who's got a pass that goes back to the WCW. His past, you know, his daddy goes back to NWA, Crockett Promotions. That's where that belt seems to come from. You could have even told a better story by putting that belt in. God, it hurts me to say this because I am not a Cody Martin. But they miss the ball so bad, it just
0: drives me nuts. I tell you, I tell you what, you can like the difference in our ages is funny, right? Because I'm a little bit older than you. So when I think of that belt, I think of Flair. But I was thinking as I was trying to jotting down what we're going to talk about, I was thinking, you know, Justin, Jamil are a little bit younger. They probably think of Hogan's NWO version and or Goldberg standing there holding it. And then, of course, you know, the the Hunter version where he where he had it on, he, he wore it quite well. And you are right in that Cody being given a belt that looks like the one Dusty had after defeating Roman is a moment that just is not going to have happened. The fact that it looks like a belt that his father held bothers me because I don't want him winning that belt. I don't know about y'all. You know what I mean? I don't want him winning it. To me, the story is you have to be Roman. Yeah, like,
1: that's that's the story. And that's the thing that I I honestly want that either. Because the story, even with Cody, when he first came in, the story always was, i wanted winning the belt my dad never won. Yeah. His dad has won. Like, if the lineage of this new belt is the big old belt, his dad's won that a bunch of times. When it was the ten pounds of gold or the big gold, so now as a consolation prize because he didn't win the match at WrestleMania against Roman Roman Reigns, we're gonna have Cody win this tournament to crown the new world world heavyweight champion a belt his dad's already won and technically a belt that Cody has already won because Cody's been N.W.A. World Heavyweight Champion. He just he just had the ten pounds of gold. No, I agree completely. If he took it from Logan Roman legitimately, that's one thing. If you hand it to him because he beat some other people who aren't the guy at the top, it's...
0: Cody getting that belt delegitimizes it because Cody didn't come here for that belt. That's the belt Seth freaking Rollins needs or Sheamus needs or even Shinsuke needs because you need somebody who came, who wants that belt. Seth Rollins, I felt like, in his promo on Monday night, jump-started everything when he said, hey, we, this is something we can push the industry forward for. Because if you remember, back when there were two belts, the Monday Night Raw belt would get passed around. Hell, Brad, Layfield had that belt forever, forever. And nobody thought he was the best wrestler in WWE, but it stayed on one guy. The other show, Raw, it got passed around. You had Hunter, then he gave it to uh, HBK, then he got it back. And it wound up going back and forth between him and Orton. It wound up going back and forth between him and Batiste. You know, what I mean? there were, he was always in the hunt, but there were people who replaced him for two or three months at a time. And it was an interesting show in that manner because the belt was constantly like, in this case, it would be interesting because if Seth were to win, he would, in theory, be defending it on Raw and at pay-per-view. That's something that's not happening at all. That makes you different from AEW as well. And I like what Max is doing, but it is different to have a champion, a world champion, wrestling. Yeah,
1: either show has that now. No, Yeah, right. Literally. Literally. Neither one of the shows has that. Because if we're... If we're being honest, if we look at AEW, Bring of Honor Championship is the equivalent of what this World Heavyweight Championship is supposed to be. And um Claudio defends that on every, like just about on every one of these honor club shows. It's either Claudio or it's Samoa, it's either Claudio or Samoa Joe. So meanwhile, Max is never defending that belt on I think the last time Max defended it on Dynamite, it was the week after Brian Danielson won his match to be able to get the Iron Man match. And Tony's learning that he is not immune to the same problems that WWE has of
0: trap storytelling. Yeah. Well, hey, let's be honest. It ain't easy to write a wrestling show. No, it's not. It's a lot of moving pieces. Can't remember. Somebody said a couple of days ago, you know, every single thing that happens on a show affects everybody else. Because it. if you're scheduled to be on the show for 10 minutes and you're not there, how do we fill that time? You know, it's not. it's not as simple as... We'll just put one other guy out there because there's so many people vying for spots and there's so many uh, moving pieces in it. Do, interesting. Do you? This is completely off of this particular topic, and then we'll get in. Then we'll get into the draft a little bit, and then kind of try to figure out who's going to win this belt. Do you think that Hogan spray painting the NWO belt is why we had the Skull belt with Stone Cold and the Brahma Bull belt, and then the Spinner belt and When WWE saw the merch that sold? I think so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, even right
1: now, in the WWE shop, one of the highest-selling belts is the NWO spray-painted World Heavyweight Championship. Like, they still sell
0: that belt right now. You know what I read about 20 minutes ago? Kevin Sullivan claims he's the one who talked Hogan into doing NWO. And Kevin Nash said on his podcast this week, he said, Sullivan and Hogan were staying in the same uh, beach condo for Bastion to Beach and he said I I 100% think Kevin Sullivan he said because Sullivan was was trying to figure out ways to make Hogan interesting and he created that weird faction where they were like superheroes you know and evil villains like the the Legion of Doom or whatever the hell they were Dungeon of Doom Doom, yeah and it it was I like all those guys. I like Kamala. I like all those guys, but it, it wasn't working. It was too cartoony. But that's kind of what had worked in WCW and WWE with the, uh, or, or the red and yellow, you know. And so then he said, okay, he kind of gave up and was like, "Hey, we got to do this because you can't be interesting any other way."
1: That era, WCW first starting Nitro, going into the going into the Monday Night War scenario. Every everybody, even even the casual fan, because I mean there were spreadsheets during that there were there were dirt sheets during that time, but they weren't like how it is now. Because I mean you know the internet wasn't really like popping pop. It, pop it. but like I wasn't the dirt sheet type of fan. I wasn't the call call Gene WCW. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> so um, like I was just a casual wrestling fan, and even the casual wrestling fan hated. Everybody hated this Dungeon of Doom storyline. Like, first off, we all knew Andre the Giant didn't have any children, so how are you gonna pass <laughs> Paul White off as the son of Andre? And <laughs> like, everybody knew he didn't have any kids, and and the math doesn't add. Paul White being Andre, it doesn't no, it's not enough. So that 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 was one part, and then yes, the, the vignette in between matches on nitro with the dutch of doom it is awful like it was just awful and so wait one great part of the, dutch, the introduction of the great the yeti <laughs> <I hate Chris>. <laughs> <laughs> has hulk hogan ever been in greater peril than when he was being made love to by hulk hogan <laughs> the yeti And, and it was just like nothing was better over there then the next thing we and the next thing we all knew guy hall showed up in the middle of a wcw ring in the middle of a match wait a minute like hold on and yeah no hogan had to be a part of it because
0: if not the alternative is safe now let's let's slide into quickly seth's you know, you have the Hogan heel turn allows for the character to get better. I don't know that any modern character has been saved more than Seth being turned into this first the the thinking bad guy and now just a wild man that also is thinking almost a weird jokerish thing, but Yeah, I agree with that. That
1: metamorphosis, I think this is the best Seth Rollins that there's ever been. And it's his. He found that. It's something he put together. But
0: nobody was paying attention to it, really. Right, and I think that I think that Seth has his really great career, but all of his title range, I can make up excuses as to why. But I think that they haven't been equal to his U.S. title reigns, Intercontinental title reigns, just regularly what he's doing without the world titles. And this is his last chance to win a title and make it kind of matter as a championship reign. And at the end, who, do, who do you think should, or even, okay, who are the prospects for you to legitimately win this world title on Raw?
1: Mm, legitimately be the second best. Uh, let's see. That's, I don't want Cody in it, but Cody's going to be in it. Maybe Bobby Lashley. Shinsuke, maybe, but he ain't going to win it. They ain't going to put it on him. I don't know. I think Senator or, or Cody is right now. So here's the thing I read morning in the PW Insider. The story is both Raw and SmackDown people are going to be in this tournament for this belt. So my thought process is whoever wins it, no matter if they're on Raw or SmackDown, mm-hmm. ends up on Raw. Because the belt itself stays on. So that gives whoever wins the belt, if they got drafted to SmackDown, it gives them the opportunity to go Wrong. But for me... I think they found a way, even with Cody on Raw and Roman on SmackDown, I think they found a way to still make that
0: happen. So, if you could make that happen at SummerSlam, I'd appreciate that because I really am getting tired of this crap.
1: He's bad because he's not there. And I don't expect he right. work. Give the man a vacation. But to make us sit there for a year watching programming, knowing that nobody's going to take that belt off him, having them try to manufacture some sort of – Bill knows it already. And we know it already. Everybody else is going to know it already. So you just got to pretend. Uh-oh. Who, who, who gets sacrificed in this next? Here and keep the storyline going so they can bleed over to Cody. Who has to eat those pits and get their career shortened up? I don't know. I just think they had a fix. They could have pulled the trigger for once. It was SummerSlam, too, but I feel like it's going to be WrestleMania because they want they want to give people the illusion that Roman is going to break Bruno San Martino's single reign. Right. That reign has never been touched, by the way. But they
0: want to give people the illusion that he's going to break. Now, let's move in. I think w- the names I haven't heard mentioned so far, Drew is on Raw. I know they're having contract issues with him. I don't think he'll win it, but I think he'll be involved in all this somehow, you know, maybe lose a preliminary thing. A guy that I think deserves a run, if it's not Seth, is Sheamus. Yes. Yeah. He's the guy who's – He and Seth have been the company guys, putting guys over, getting in beefs, getting in programs, and creating fantastic matches. He deserves it if it's not Seth. Now, there's one other name, and hear me out. Main Event Uso. I like that, actually. To me, if, if you had him leave and get into that tournament, They've been shunned by Roman, and Jimmy helps Jay win that title. You can create interesting things around that, and I'm not even saying it goes forever, but it could be very interesting in that way. And you could link the shows without them actually wrestling each other.
1: And I think I can get you to Roman at SummerSlam with one move if they do it. If Solo decides to go with his brother instead of his cousins, and that worked really well. Because they've given us so much. We're all sure that Solo's going to bury the Usos at some point. And he would turn on, like, and not hit Roman, but hit Paul Heyman. Like, give Paul Heyman the Samoan spike. And then Roman's got to be by himself now. Now he's vulnerable. Right. Now he has about there. And give him a win or two. And then, you know, with the next pay-per-view or two. And then at SummerSlam, you can sell the story of him losing the belt because he doesn't have his three
0: backups. I feel like man. That's wishful thinking, though. Hey, AJ Styles is back, guys. I, I, that's a, the biggest thing that happened for me last night was, A, I saw Shinsuke move to Raw. I do think Gunther is in a great, great spot moving over to Raw. If they put the belt on Gunther, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. The only problem with putting a, be, a belt on a guy like Gunther, as young as he is, is how do you get it off of him in the next year? And we already have a belt that's going to be on somebody for a year. I really
1: feel like somebody has win winning first before Compton wins it because you want Compton to break this you want Compton to break this Intercontinental Championship breaker. Like, you want him to, like, you don't want
0: Honky Tonk Man to still be the longest reigning in Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> Honky Tonk Man does? Nobody wants that. He and Jake are still feuding. They don't know it's over. <laughs> hey, quickly, before we go, what has grabbed your eye? I mean, I know everybody's in love with what's going on with Sammy and KO. I don't particularly love Riddle being in it. Is... Grabbing your eye around the wrestling world.
1: The fact that AEW Collision is happening in June, and we get the return of CM
0: Punk. This guy loves CM Punk, Justin. He loves it. He's humming. He's he's humming cult of personality right now. No matter what we're talking about. What's what, what's grabbed you lately? Man, I'll tell you.
1: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something that's just impressed me week after week, and that's been and. Here's a weird one. Orange Cassidy's wrestling ability. That dude has been put on matches over an AEW that have kept me entertained. Have, man, every week he goes out there with somebody and has some sort of crazy match. And it's all well done. He's, he's jumped off stuff that I didn't know from Arsenal. And I've just been impressed with his ability to care. Like, he's like turning into their workhorse wrestlers, and who saw that coming with Orange Cassidy? The moment Orange Cassidy had a five-star match with Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door is the reason why they felt like they had to put the now international championship on Orange Cassidy. Yeah. That was the best match of Forbidden. Like, hands down, that was the best match of Forbidden Door. And it was Orange Cassidy.
0: Right. Com- he was a comedian not that long ago. And it's all still there. But it is. It is great what he's doing. I do like Sammy Guevara and MJF. I think they're funny together. I never thought I could like Sammy again. I'm I'm pleased. Of course I like I, I don't love riddling that storyline, but of course I like that. I love what Seth's doing. Uh wrestling's pretty good right now. I think backlash is gonna be better than the card looks. I think that EO and – there's no way EO beats Bianca. I think that's a banger. You know what I mean? I I am intrigued by how Seth manages to make a match. Because, dude, almost is so much bigger than Seth. Almost has been wrestling big guys, and you're like, wow, you know, Brock Lesnar's little compared to that guy. Bro, Seth's little compared to that dude. How he manages to pull out a match against that guy, I am intrigued by. I think, like you said, everything – in AEW, kind of, they've they've accidentally created this really weird storyline that overwhelms everything that's happening on TV because Punk just doesn't go away. Go ahead. I, I just one
1: thing: if for crossover appeal, if for that match with almost, he came. Uh, Seth came out in an attack on Titan themes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be like. Don't put it past him Seth can do things like that Hey, what I want to do soon And I don't know if it's the next episode Or one after that or whatever Is I would love to get us together Because I thought about it when I was Working on this show Talk about, because you watched Nitro At the University of Alabama Yes sir Completely different experience than what I had As a full blown alcoholic In my living room watching Monday Night Wars and jamil i think your experience was different and your experience with nitro ends at panama city at the last nitro correct
1: yes yes it does
0: yeah and so i want you to tell that story but i'd also like to hear what it was like on the university of alabama's campus and i and i you know I, I can talk about passing out and drool there you go it'll be it'll be good for all of us jamil thank you for coming justin thank you very much for being on the show this is a wrap for Go Home Heat. If you want to get in touch with me, you can get in touch with me at Go Home Heat One. Message me, talk to me, tell me what I'm doing right, tell me what I'm doing wrong. If you would like to like and subscribe when you hear these, please do. Tell your other weird wrestling buddies like us. We're all marks in this world to check us out. Jamil, thank you very much. Tell them where they can find you again. Once
1: again, you can find me at Jamal Steele, J-A-M-A-L-S-T-E.
0: Ellie, that's the rapper guy name. That's on Instagram as well as Twitter. Awesome. Justin. You can't find me anywhere. Go home. <laughs> awesome. That's a wrap. Thank you, friends again, Project. Thank you, friends, at the Daily Smart. Your one stop shop for all things pro wrestling.